he gently squeezed her hand and said, It's a pleasure. What can I do you for? She looked around and then whispered, I hear you are good at getting to the bottom of things. Dewey put his hat back on and looked around. That'll be six bucks for the maters. He lowered his voice. I'll throw my number in the bag. Call me in a couple hours. Okay, Mrs. Callahan? She nodded and went on her way. Amazing how word spreads, he thought. Before long, he would need to hire help. And to think it had all started when his neighbor at the market asked him to find her son. He had stolen her car and run away, and she didn't want to call the cops. Using a parabolic dish, Dewey was able to listen in on a conversation in the teenager's high school parking lot. Two days later, Dewey found the woman's son down in Key West. At 2 p.m., Dewey packed up the vegetables he hadn't sold into the back of his long bed truck. As he always did before starting the engine, he took a moment to look at the picture of his family next to the speedometer. His wife, Erica, and two daughters, Sonia and Elizabeth. With his shorter stature and his angular features, his somewhat sharp chin and nose, Dewey didn't consider himself to be the most attractive man in the world. But somehow he'd landed the most beautiful woman he'd ever seen. Erica stole every show, made every other woman stare. Thank God his daughters looked more like her. That picture was the closest he'd been to them in a year and a half, and his heart broke over that more and more every day. He thought he'd known pain in his life, but that wasn't the case at all. Nothing, including losing his sister to cancer, compared to what he was going through now. He cruised back to his little place in the woods on John's Island, with the windows rolled down, chomping on an apple. Right as he was pulling into the driveway, his phone rang. Dewey, it's Faye. We talked. Sure, I'm glad you called. He put the truck in park and ran his hand through his blonde beard. What can I help you with? I'd prefer to talk about it in person. Is that possible? Of course, Mrs. Callahan. Please, call me Faye. Faye, if it's not too much trouble, why don't you ride out to my place on John's Island? Dewey gave her the address, and she said she'd be there in an hour. She was right on time. Dewey had unpacked the crates of vegetables and fixed a leak in his irrigation system out back, and now he was on the front porch in a rocking chair with a plate on his lap and tomato juice running down his chin from the glorious veggie sandwich he'd put together. He'd grown almost every ingredient. Tomatoes, green and red peppers, basil, sprouts, onions, and greens. Then he'd topped it off with some homemade pickles, homemade jalapeno hot sauce, and mustard and veganese, all in between two pieces of fresh cracked wheat bread he'd traded for back at the market. He took one last bite and set the plate down on the little table. Then he stood and lit up a spirit with a match. Please come up he said as she stepped out of her BMW convertible, eyeing his property. Dewey didn't have much left but the cabin and his instruments. Erica had kicked him out of their house, and she'd taken the girls. But he didn't blame her a bit. In a few days, he'd be one year sober. But before that, his sister's untimely death had sent him on a three-year binge as a full-blown vodkaholic. Put it this way. Bloody Marys had been his way of getting nutrients, 
vodka and water, his way of hydrating. One thing that gave him some sense of relief was that he had never been a mean or violent drunk. He'd never screamed at his girls or anything of the kind. Though it was certainly nothing to be proud of, he had been more of a funny drunk, embarrassing himself to no end. There was the time he flipped his riding lawnmower after too many beers, the time he woke up the neighborhood doing his best Pavarotti impression in his underwear, or the time he stood up on a plane to New York and tried to lead the passengers in a rendition of Ramblin' Man by the Allman Brothers Band. All embarrassing, but no one had gotten hurt. Now none of those stupidities were funny at all, and the only thing that mattered in his world was getting his family back. The divorce wasn't final, so he still had hope. He was a changed man, and with all the work he'd put into himself, he thought he deserved a second chance. He loved Erica and the girls more and more.